This is Happy Monkey. This is Happy Monkey. Yo, yo, this is, my, this is your guy, Brickhead, smoking on a gas, smoking on some good OG. For all of Happy Bucky Valley, they're all of them. Brick is dead. I break, we out here, man. <laughs> Happy Bucky got the gas and they, and they lit. What's going on, everybody? This week, the podcast has a sponsor, ArdentCannabis.com. They're known for the Ardent Nova, which is a decarber, but now they have a new Ardent where they decarb and infuse in the same device. So if you use our code MONKEY, M-U-N-K-E-Y, when you're checking out, you get $30 off your purchase. So please go on and check them out. They got a bunch of other devices. Hey, you might get lucky and find something that'll help you cook in your kitchen. Yes, yes, yes. I'm having the motherfucking Happy Monkey Podcast today. We got somebody. Uh, I, I'm actually uh, intrigued, and he, I, you know, I want to hear what she got to say because this is one of the people we got to meet while we was on our Michigan trip lately, and she got a lot of bullshit to say because we were saying a lot of bullshit in that dinner table. You know, shit get real on a dinner table. You know how people go to business meetings and lunch meetings is a whole different story, but in, the, in them dinner meetings, you know, it gets it get real. You know what I mean? People get a couple of drinks in them and we talk some real shit right oh, so this yeah. you know this lady talk some money y'all and that's the most important thing that we all come out especially in new york right we all come out for the money right so i i definitely want to hear what she got to say you want to get more details about this boss lady young lady hailing out of michigan Yes, ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have this entrepreneur, yes, renaissance yes, yes. woman, yes, yes, yes. superwoman yes, changing yes, the yes. way that we, you know, do transactions and cannabis financially in so many other ways. A young entrepreneur out of Michigan, Detroit, changing the game, paving the way for our people. Our sister from another mother, yes, yes. Simone Look, y'all was giving me all these accolades. I was looking around. I had to look around and say, who they talking, talking about? about? <laughs> but I guess y'all was talking about me. So what's up, fellas? How y'all what doing? Up, what up? Please reintroduce yourself to everybody where they can find you and what you do, all the good stuff. Well, what's up, everybody? My name is Simone Kaysan, and I go by the dope chick. I'm usually the dopest chick on your time because I'm talking about money, stocks, and weed. Y'all, today ain't no different. I'm so excited to be here with Happy Monkey. This is like so mad cool. I told him when I first met you guys that one of my big dreams was uh, in the last year, I put it on a dream board that I wanted to be on your show. So y'all let me be on the podcast. And I'm known as a, a financial I guess guru or whatever. I own a couple of companies. One is an insurance company where we focus on the, uh, the, the protection needs of uh, cannabis and craft brewing from seed to sell and everything in between. In addition to that, I have a platform where we teach people how to invest in uh, in the stock market. And then last but not least, I sit on the chair and the board um, of a, I sit as a chairman of the board on a lot of different committees uh, advocating for uh, racial and social equity via money. And we, so that's what I do. Nah, man, we want to thank you for coming on the boulevard and yeah. thank you for all the love you showed us when we were that. Because, you know, you, your manifestation went deep. You, you didn't manifest for us just to have you on the podcast. You ended up having us in your city. So your, 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 power, your thoughts oh, are yeah, powerful. Oh, yeah, my powers is deep. My powers been deep. I've been knowing that for a minute, right? Ladies and gentlemen. I've been I, knew I had a superpower. So I kind of brought y'all in. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. I, I want people to understand, though, ladies and gentlemen, that when we went to this dinner, she showed me a picture of something that she wrote down, literally. And I know you young folks don't write shit down anymore. Y'all put shit in your phone and all that other shit. But she wrote this down and she wrote a note to herself and she wrote a list of people like 
things that she wanted to be on. Like, this is where I'm going to promote myself as and, and to who I'm going to promote myself with. And we were definitely on that list. And no bullshit, she showed me a picture of this list that she wrote down. So this ain't no bullshit, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we definitely take nah, that as a compliment, a, you know nah. what I mean? I definitely did. I definitely did. I'm a big fan of the show, had been for quite some time. And it was one of those things that I manifest. And I think I've manifested this business and the life that I'm living right now, which mm-hmm. is like so dope. It's, it's, it's mad exciting. And um, and my recent, I try to review it like every month or whatever. And my, one of my recent ones was to be on this platform. So I said, look at God. Shit, man. Come on, man. So let's talk, let's talk some money, weed, and stocks, baby. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, well, go ahead. Y'all going to kick it. You got any questions for me or however y'all want to do it? Let's do it. You mentioned uh, something about the insurance part of things. Why is it so important for people to understand how insurance is going to play a major part in the cannabis industry? All right, awesome. So understand this. As we're sitting here right now, um, and I just got a chance to have a couple of meetings with some attorneys, um, which I spend a lot of time talking to CPAs and attorneys and compliance and all those other things. But one of the things that we were talking about is we were talking about um, the lack of banking relationships in the cannabis industry. And that's really why I actually started this insurance agency. When I first started out uh, three years ago, one of the things that I realized is that that cannabis companies were, could not have banking relationships. And now that has evolved three years later where now they can have them, but they are state chartered. And so just to make that really, really clear, there are, when you go into your chases and your big banks and you see the words, you see the um, initials FDIC, that's federal reserve. That means that's federal money. So there's two ways that banks can be chartered and either they're chartered by the feds or they're chartered by the state. But even if they're chartered by the state, they usually use the federal reserve as their reserve, their depository. So what that means is, is that state banks can make a decision if they want to house cannabis companies that are legalized in their state. But with that being said, there is no protection for lending. So what that means is that because cannabis companies are not federally legal. There's no protection as a creditor. If we lend a cannabis company money, there's really no real protection for that creditor or that bank to be protected if that cannabis company does not pay, becomes insolvent, or becomes bankrupt, right? So follow me there. So what happens is, is the only thing that really, really kind of solidifies and gives this cannabis company a, um, a stake in protection is insurance. Because insurance is state run. So whether or not you know this or not, insurance is one of the few vehicles that are um, that, that we use as a protection or as a financial gain that is governed solely by the state. State is the one who issues it. All of the stuff is all state. When we take a test, it's all state. So when I went in and I said, hey, these companies, one of the things that they need is they need protection. And how do we get them protection? So that means that um, if you have theft, right, if you end up going, um, if you're growing and you have a bad harvest, you know, if you have employee theft, if you um, are are a transporter or a delivery, how do you protect all these? All these things are done via insurance, right? All of those things are insurance. So in, in addition to that, every single state that issues, whether it's medical or recreational, insurance is mandatory. It is how you are able to reach and meet your financial need. And I don't care what state you're in. And we're currently actually in Michigan, Illinois, and Massachusetts. But every state that issues a marijuana license has an insurance requirement before you can be licensed. That's some interesting information. So, <laughs> shit. So, no, no, shit. So, Simone, so um, as far as stocks, uh, I remember yep. when we when we saw you, 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 when we met up with you, you told us that you might have a revolutionary way of going about that because as I, as to my knowledge, the only way to currently get into stocks is you have to go through Canada and et cetera, et cetera, because it's not federally legal, so there is really no cannabis stocks in the U.S. Is, is that correct? Not true. 
right? So companies can go to a public offering um, under Reg D, Reg A, whatever, even Reg CF, which is Reg Crowdfunded. Um, and we'll go back to that. So companies can, when they actually first started, when we first started in 2006, 14, 15, 16, somewhere in there, they were originally on the Canadian Stock Exchange and the Toronto Stock Exchange. Since then, the New York, the NASDAQ has now adapted uh, these relationships. And so we have companies that are U.S. companies like Cresco Labs, um, who, who are now publicly traded and a host of them. I can go on and on for days. And so we can be able to do that. Thank God right now we got technology and it's called, I like to call it God and Google. And it's one of the dopest things you can pick up your phone, right? You can have $5, $25, $30. You go to Robinhood, download an app, a stash or whatever, and right then and there, you're in the weed game, okay? So you can be able to do that. But we have to understand that, of course, this industry, just like anything else that's going on right now, but especially our industry, um, has seen a whole lot of ups and downs um, in the last year or so. And a lot of that has to do with regulatory and licensing issues. Um, and so we can go top down from that. You know, the big boys are having the same issues that the little boys are having. Pretty much it's taking longer for legislation to be able to come. And if legislation takes longer, that means that licenses take longer. So to put that in perspective, when you get into a big company that you might want to invest or buy shares, let's look at it. Okay, so they decide, okay, look, we're waiting on ABC state to go legal. And we believe that they're going to go legal. So we're going to buy more property. We're going to buy, get more employees. And we're going to have this thing going in six months. Well, now you pay for two properties, but the licenses still have not come through. So over and over and over again, the same issues that we're seeing at the top of the house, we see it at the bottom of the house. And that's been consistent. But yet and still, like I, um, like I always tell everybody, it's an emerging industry. We haven't seen an industry like that since tech. The difference between cannabis and tech is that when tech came out, you had to be very, very smart or very, very rich. Mm. Cannabis is out. You ain't got to be neither one. If you get in and you're able to be able to buy these stocks in, in, a, in, a, in a different, in a company, we're able to have them and you can at the top of your, um, right, in, right at the fingertips that you can be able to invest and you can invest small amounts. And so we continuously see right now, since we have social media, we see all of these different stocks that we can actually participate in. If we're able to do our due diligence, there may be a chance for us to make some money. Does that make sense? Of course. Yeah, definitely. All right, so let's take it to the second part. So one of the things that we talk about is that how we can actually raise money. Now, you can go and get into the stock market and get into and invest in these big companies. And we kind of touched on that. But there's also another thing that has um, happened with us, uh, which happened in 2014. Well, 2012, it was introduced 2016. So 2012, Obama introduced the Jobs Act. And this Jobs Act allowed for smaller companies to be able to do what we consider crowdfunded. Now, what crowdfunding for us usually what we think, Kickstarter, right? Mm -hmm. Well, there's three different ways that you can actually do crowdfunding. First way is GoFundMe, right? So that means I got, I got a charity. I got a heartache. You're going to give me the money. I ain't giving you nothing back. I hope it work out for you. Peace, God. Okay, that's the first way. Second way is Kickstarter. Kickstarter says, yo, listen, check it. I got this idea. I want to put on a movie. And if you invest in my movie, I'm going to give you a funky T-shirt. All right, cool. But now the third way is Reg CF. And Reg CF is for businesses. And what that means is that I got this dope idea. I got this company and I want y'all to be able to invest in it. And guess what? I ain't like Kickstarter. I ain't like GoFundMe. I'm going to give you something for your money. I'm going to give you a share of my company. Well, in Michigan, we have created what we consider a local stock exchange that's actually governed. It's governed. Remember this, understand this. It's governed by the idea of Reg CF. So me and my people kind of got together. And right now what we're looking to do is to expand this local stock exchange so that minority businesses will be able to take advantage of Reg CF. 
See, this isn't the first time that communities have been developed around local stock exchanges. Do y'all know that the company that we know as Chrysler right now was actually built off of a local stock exchange out of Detroit? A lot of the breweries or whatever that came around like in the 1800s and the early 1900s, they came from local stock exchanges. So this is a way for social equity. This is a way for, um, for financial security and for community to be able to participate in this emerging market and still be able to keep their controlling assets and their controlling shares. No, that's interesting because, you know, that's part of the biggest issue with the with the industry that um and especially you know people of color that the lack of information and stuff like that isn't out there and it's not accessible to them you also mentioned that you have a company that teaches people about like cannabis financial literacy is that correct yeah, so we teach we teach um, we teach about basic one on ones on the stock market, right? One of the things that uh, that I see a lot of is that it's not it, we are just getting to the point as people of color to actually start really having this conversation around investing. And when we look at the actual, when we look at the racial disparity between. Um, income and ownership, a lot of it has to do with the ownership. And you know what? Real estate is big, but you know what's just as big? We don't participate in the stock market, which means that we don't get a chance to be shareholders. We don't get a chance to take on the appreciation when the market goes up. And we're not really clear about the risk tolerance and how it really works. One of the things that I see all the time is that um, the powers that be Wall Street will buy stocks overnight. And then I'll see on social media after, let's say it was a $5 stock, right? We wake up in the morning, it's $10. And then everybody and their mama on my timeline telling me, oh, go buy so-and-so, so-and-so at, at, at $11. I want to say, hey, fool, do you know you just bought a $5 shirt? For $11, that's not the time for you to buy it. You look crazy. And then what happens at and then what happens at the end of the day? Everybody on Wall Street sells it off, and by the by three o'clock, the shirt is four dollars. As usual, you should have waited till it went on sale. So pretty much I talk to you like that, right? And I help you understand basic needs. Understand that each and every one of us have a superpower outside of what Wall Street has. And you know what it is? We're consumers. The no, best thing power. for you to buy is stuff that you use. We're consumers. We're the end user. So when we look at things like what's our new normal, I could have told you Zoom was going to be a, a, a big hit. Want to know why? My mama use it. <laughs> My mama <laughs> use it every day. Right. That was a right. no-brainer for me to buy Zoom at $72. Why wouldn't I? I my mother thinks she's the Zoom queen. Mm. And she's 65 years old. Right. So that's definitely a part of the new normal. So we have a superpower as consumers. And if we actually you know, put in place some strategies and some disciplines, we can actually win in the game. All right. So what do you tell, like... An average family or like a, like a single couple or something like that, they just got married, they got, they done saved up maybe like $1,000, right? And they want to invest some okay. way somehow in, in anything, in any stocks. What, what, what kind of advice would you give them? All right. First thing I would say, make sure that you got your savings, right? So that your baby, just in case something happens, um, you do not, the first thing that you don't want to do is have to sell off your stock um, at a time when it's not good, meaning that that thousand dollars, I need you not to need it, right? Yeah, that thousand so dollars. Yeah, that, this, this thousand like dollars. Yeah, no, this thousand dollars is okay. So totally, they got the thousand yeah, dollars. Right, right, cool. This is apart from the savings right. and shit. All right. So cool. So the first thing that I would say is look at what your current normal is. So buying, if you're if you're new to the game, you want to buy into companies that you use. If you if you utilize Walmart all the time, if you utilize, you know, uh, Publix or whatever, you start there because what happens is, is the market is going to do what it's going to do. It's going to go up and down. But you have to be in a place of confidence where no matter what, hell or high water, you're not going to sell or do it at the wrong time. 
time. So you want to make sure that that's the first thing that you do. Do your due diligence on the companies. Make sure that you understand that this company is going in the right direction. Decide what a strategy is for you. Are you a long-term investor? Are you a short-term investor? What are you, how long will you need this money? The other thing that I think a lot of people don't use is position calculators. A lot of people want to tell me, oh, I got to find out when I'm a, when is the best time for me to get in the market and the re- best time for me to get out. Ain't no crystal ball. Unless your name is Ola right. May from uh, <laughs> Ghost or, 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 or Cleo, there's no way in hell for you to know what's going on. But what you want to do is you want to be able to protect your profit and protect how much you can get in there. And how do you do that? You do that simply by, um, you're going to be able to achieve that simply by not overextending yourself, making sure that you're diversified. Mm-hmm. I use a position calculator, meaning that I put no more than 5 to 10% of my portfolio in any one stock. So when that stock goes bad, I still got 90% of my other um, assets mm-hmm. that are still going on. You got to understand the market is going to do what it's going to do. It's supposed to go up and down. Mm-hmm. If you buy a $10 company and it stays $10, guess what? You got $10. But if you buy a $10 company and it goes to 15 or it goes to 12, which, which that's what we need, then you have a chance to increase. Whatever you, Whenever you have a risk, you, you could possibly have a reward. And you got to be able to stomach both of them. All right. So now we prepared. I mean, you know, we're ready to go and all that shit. You just said exactly. Now, so what do I do? So now do I call up do, do I call up Simone? Yo, Simone, I got these $1,000. I want to throw that shit in the market. What are we doing? So we don't have a, we're not a broker dealer. Right. Um, And especially if you're looking at cannabis, um, you're probably not going to have a financial advisor that's going to Mm -hmm. do it. And in addition to that, you also want you guys to understand not only will you not have a financial advisor that will be willing to to do it in most cases, if you don't have at least a hundred thousand dollars, Ain't nobody studying you. You're not worth the risk. Exactly. So what you want to do is you you can go on. You can definitely go to csimonecason.com and you can go on and you can take our classes. We have classes there that you'll be able to take and you can learn the basis in the stock market. Um, That's a wonderful way for you to start. Um, And then also with that, if you have less than uh, $50,000 or whatever, you really want to manage that yourself because you want it to reflect your risk tolerance. In most cases, if you don't have the time to do that, then look for a robo advisor that will ask you a few questions like your age, um, a few uh, risk appetite questions. And then that way it will use a machine to generate what your investment should be. Simone is like the financial guru out here for our people. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. And, then, and, because, like, they, and look, the guys are like, I cannot believe all of that comes out of that pretty mouth. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, because people need the real simple facts. Like people need to know how to enter the stock market in general. Because you know what I mean? The yeah, name is terms. Like, yeah, like yeah. what do I do and with I this stuff? And yeah. that's the thing. I try to break it down so that people understand. This is the thing, you you know, when I started out in the market, it was me and two white guys, right? Mm -hmm. And they would tell me about, oh, you can't do this, you can't. And what I learned is, y'all, this is not funny. People in the stock market or or, or in investments period, they just use these made up ass words. (laughs) They wanna be smart, it's not that hard. Like a lot of people are like, oh, I, I watch Bloomberg and I don't understand it. Look, let me tell you something. If once you break it down, it's like it's not that hard. That's really just a word. That's a it's nicknames. Like people say sticky stocks. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you sticky, and you like, what does that mean? Man, it means that you can't resell it. It's sticky. <laughs> it's sticky. That's it. That, it ain't nothing else. It's, it's not like this is they got slang. So the stock market got their own slang, basically. Right, 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 right. This is not like Latin. This is all <laughs> bullshit. It's, it's easy. <laughs> You just got to know what you're doing. Now, Simone, let me ask you a question. Earlier, you mentioned Mm -hmm. about the local stock market thing that has been done before and you're doing it in Michigan. Would something like that be possible here in New York State? New York City? Yeah, you know what? Listen, I plan on taking this show on the road. (laughs) Okay. You you, you know, y'all know I tell y'all all the time I'm the best thing going. But with that being said, this is something, whether or not with me or anybody else, this is something that any... 
um, entity can be able to do. Of course, now let me say this. There is a lot of hard work that goes along with it, right? Because this this has to embody not only public policy, but also some, you know, equity and a host of other things and compliance and attorneys. There, I mean, I'm telling y'all this, and it, it, but it, it is a lot of work. But can it be done? Yes. And let me tell you this. It has been done before. Like I would love to tell you that this is that this is just my baby that I pushed out. No, I was smart enough to adapt it to a industry that needed it, right? But we have seen this before. Um, Seattle has had one. Honolulu has had one. Um, Georgia and Kansas right now have a local stock exchange. The issue of it is, is that guess what? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Mm. So these things are going on in these states and in these municipalities, but nobody's telling anybody. Mm. And that's why we don't know. So check it out. It's states right now or, or municipalities that can actually create local stock exchange, not just for cannabis, but for any business. And nobody knows about it. It's money that these black people can get their communities to do. And ain't nobody saying nothing. That's crazy. Yeah, the reason I asked about New York is because since Wall Street is here, I'm sure, you know, they won't be happy about that and there'll be a little opposition. And you know what? They Yes and no. They wouldn't be happy about it, but can I can I tell you something? They're not going to be mad about it. Let me tell you why. Reg, uh, a Reg A plus or a Reg D is 200, you know, 50 to $200 million. Reg CF allows you to do $1 million to $2 million. They don't even want that shit anyway. They don't give a damn. That's not even money that they want. You know what I'm saying? Because it doesn't meet their risk tolerance. They ain't even got time to be dealing with y'all. So there's, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't interfere with them. So if just to put it in perspective, if the people in Harlem decided that they were going to raise up money so that they can buy um, property or real estate or real estate trust or whatever, or they were going to have businesses, it's only a million dollars. You think the guy on Wall Street that's moving billions of dollars a year gives a damn about that? Nope. He don't keep. Yeah, about you. He ain't gonna say nothing. Why would he care? He, he gonna the be happy like I don't, I don't, don't even care. I don't even want to deal with them pennies. I don't care. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. They don't even want that money. That doesn't even meet their risk tolerance. If anything, they probably will feel sorry for you and help you out. <laughs> Simone, now we gotta get to understanding where was this Renaissance woman created? How yeah, how did she grow up? About Simone, and, uh, day, how, Simone. how did she get? Where did this ambition and this knack to take over the world come from? Oh, okay. So I can't tell y'all everything because I have to. I have the kids. But um, <laughs> so look, I grew up in a small town in Michigan, Muskegon, Michigan, right? And so um, I uh, went to school in Michigan, in Kalamazoo, Western Michigan, and then I went to sh Chicago, right? And um, when I went to Chicago, it wasn't nothing they could do with me, right? So I had been <laughs> featured in <laughs> it was nothing they could do with me. I had been featured in the Sun Times and had you know um, and uh, Black Enterprises and had several businesses or whatever, um, and I. I started out in the in the beauty and the fashion. I actually went to fashion uh, school. I went to art school originally. Ergo, the back wall, y'all right. can't see it. But anyway, I went we'll to take art a school. Shot. I was an artist. Yeah, but they go see the screenshot. But um, I went to school as an artist, right? And so later on, as I did it, I figured out art was just the vehicle. I really loved business, and business like. Like literally, y'all, y'all, I'm so weird. Like really weird. Like I'm the chick that you call like, like at four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, they like, what you doing? I'm like watching the uh, the Chinese stock market. <laughs> the yen is down. You like, you like really? Is that what you? I'm like, yeah. Shit. What you doing? Are you sober? Pick you me know, up. Like, I say shit like <laughs> Dow Jones in regular conversation. It might be a Saturday night, and you like, what you doing tonight? Oh, I'm rereading Warren Buffett's last essay. <laughs> but it was something that came really, really natural to me, and 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 there was pretty much no business or um, investment strategy or whatever that it's it's like it's like a first language to me. You know what I mean? I, it, it, it just comes natural to me. If you tell me something about business, I usually can catch on to it really, really quickly and I'm able to convey it. So that was really, really the catalyst for me. Um, I worked as a financial advisor 
Mm. Um, I started off as a banker, did their program, became licensed, became a financial advisor. And then at that time, I was uh, managing about $100 million in assets. So this was really, really fun. But I was not happy. I was not happy. I was I was making this money and I was not happy. And I was to the point I just couldn't take it anymore. So I quit my job. I didn't know what I was going to do. I came back home and um, had no clue what I was going to do. I really didn't. I was. I mean, something told me to go back home. And then the marijuana industry, they were going prop one for recreational. And as I told you before, that's when I started the insurance agency. And I just knew that as a black woman, for me to participate in this market, I had to bring my brothers and my sisters with me. So I knew I was going to make a lot of money. I just needed to help <laughs> some other people do it. I was never worried about me. I was worried about them. And so with that, I, I decided that uh, I would become an advocate for the participation. And I don't talk about things that I don't know about. If you ask me about something about tech, I'm going to be like, that's not my business. I don't right. really care. But I do know about money. And so if I could create pathways for people of color to make money in this green rush, then I done did my job. Well, it sounds like you're doing a great job, darling. Word. That means you go protect us when we go to Michigan, right, man? Because we're trying to get this train line over there. And you're going to be the Michigan insurance or something. You're going to lose something. Oh, man. Look, I, listen, y'all my man's 50 grand. We people. So whatever it is that I <laughs> she can said, do y'all for y'all. y'all my man 50 grand. Now, now this yeah, is what I want to know, Simone, that, that you haven't told us is like, you know, you did all that. What was the epiphany to get down with the green rush and apply to cannabis? What was the epiphany for me to do it? Yeah, for, for you to apply all these things to cannabis because you did it in different sectors. Oh, yeah. So check it. Okay, so this is like a real crazy story, right? Okay, so I had a mentor. I got a mentor, right? And his name is Eric Grant. And this is this is the dude. He 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 went to Howard University. He you know he real pro black, you know, but he a financial advisor, right? And so he used to always be like, Simone, you the motherfucker. You the motherfucker. That's, that's what he would always say. So he sent me to City Hall. He said, when you go down there, you're going to go to City Hall and you're going to tell them that you're going to convert all of their assets to whatever, whatever, whatever. And you go in there with pride and you're going to tell them you the motherfucker. And I'm like, yeah, I'm the motherfucker. I'm the motherfucker. I go in there. They was like, yo, chick, I hope this work out for you. We don't want you and we don't want them to. <laughs> we don't want no smoke. Back and I'm crushed. But at this time, I keep seeing on television over and over again about this proposition one. Right? And that was the the, the recreation going to adult use, mm-hmm. right? What year and was I this, Simone? This was 2017 like or something. Yeah. 17. 17. This is 17, right? 17. Yeah, 17. Um early, late 16, early 17, right? So the whole time, you know, we about to go, because they passed it November 17th. So the whole time I keep seeing this this thing, right? So I had a friend, right? So my dear friend um, asked me, I was, you know, like researching, he said, man, what you going to do now that you done moved back to Michigan? And y'all, I, I, I had no, I said, I'm going to insure marijuana business. And he said, can you do that? I said, shit, I don't know, but let's figure it out. Right. That right. was really how the conversation went. I was like, you know what I'm right, saying? That's it. Look, y'all, check it. I'm the type of chick, I'm going to roll the dice. One of my favorite words is, shit, just go with it. I mean, let's see how this works out. What's the worst that can happen? Oh, I mean, let's try it. Right. One of my like, favorite sayings is... definitely that chick that you... One of my favorite sayings, Simone, is if you ain't got the energy to win, you're going to lose, and you definitely got the energy to win, so you're going to win. You're going to win, but I will listen. You can be like, look, let's go and jump this fence. We all know it is. And I'm like, well, fuck it. Let's try it. I mean, <laughs> give me a shot. We can go with this. You know what I'm saying? Let's see what happens with this. Now, Simone, we asked so, everybody that come on the show, and we want to know your story. Yeah. How was your first time ever actually smoking cannabis? Oh, Young Simone. Okay. Give me give me back in the day, Simone. College Simone, whenever oh, that yeah, time was. Oh, yeah, because it was first back time. in the day. Right. 
Right. So first time I, sm- I, I mean, I was smoking weed like in, in high school. So tell us um, that first time. Was it a yeah, joint? Yeah, it was like in, in high school, like smoking weed. I think, you know what? I think I was stuck. But no, I'm not going to tell y'all that story. Listen to this this story. Check this one out. Uh-oh. So I, I smoked weed, you know, in um in high school or whatever. But when I first, <laughs> this is funny. So when I first got back into, you know, in, in Chicago, you know, I wasn't smoking no weed or nothing like that. I was a financial advisor. Not that that matters. Yeah, but, you but know, you my was life on, was yeah. a little bit different. Right. So I get invited to this infusion dinner. Ooh. Right? Y'all check this out. So we go to this dinner. This is Chicago. And yo, no, no, this is in, this this is in Michigan. Michigan. All right. Yeah, so this right. is this shit is like this yeah. about like two years ago. Oh, okay, this okay. Yeah, this, all right, this all right. So y'all know I think I'm a real boss chick, right? So I'm I ain't even smoked no weed or nothing. I ain't had nothing to do with no weed. But I'm like shit, you know what I'm saying? Like it ain't nothing but weed. So we go to this thing and we have Mm-mm. three courses. Mm-mm-mm. So it's a three course meal, right? At the end, so I'm sitting there with two white girls, right? So by the time the dessert cup, the white girl says, Woo! She said, it just kicked in. Now, nothing has happened to me yet, right? So nothing has happened to me yet. So the chef comes out, and the white chick on the other side says, hey, how much THC is in this? This dude says, I ain't figured that part out yet. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Y'all look. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That so, sounds like destruction. I'm like, so I'm like, I'm like oh, damn, no. I got to go home. So, so because, and mind you, it's people in here that are potential clients. So you already know I can't be off my square. Oh, so yes. I'm like, all right, cool. Look, I'm going to get up out of here. <laughs> Y'all, y'all know them edibles. You can't control it when you no, get it in there. That's it. Let me tell y'all something. I rub my damn feet on the couch <laughs> for four fucking hours. <laughs> I was in the look. I was in the corner talking to myself. I was like, when you get up in the morning, I was so high, I was ready to quit my own job. Oh, I man. had never been that high before in my life. I was ready to quit my old job. So I had got high. That was a thing. The edible. I rubbed my feet on the couch for four hours. That was my trip. It was a good high, but I'm telling you right now, (laughs) I could never do edibles again. It's got to be smoked. Yo, the edibles hit different. That's my funny story. Edibles hit very different, man. I tell everybody, it ain't the same when you smoke it. When you eat it, it's a whole different experience. It's not the same. I rubbed my feet on the couch for four hours, y'all. That was too funny. Yeah, man. You know, when you smoke it, you get high right there. I got up in the morning and laughed at myself. I was like, this is hilarious. You sound crazy. Simone, so... So, That's my weed story. In your opinion, in the time that you've been in the cannabis industry, what you see, what you predict... What kind of opportunities is there for people of color to create generational wealth and stuff like that? What do you, what do you see that you know this can do for our people and for marginalized people in the country? Since you know the financial well, better you know, than the regular the person. Thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this is the thing. Um, there's a couple different ways that you can go about it. If you got real, real small money, you know, and and, and mind you, there's nothing wrong with that. But definitely getting into uh, the industry um, via the stock market, um, buying small stocks is definitely an opportunity. Why do we say that? Because think about it like this. We don't, and mind you, we don't know which one will be, right? Mm-hmm, but let's mm-hmm. think about if you bought Amazon when it was $12 or Netflix when it was $5. So you have a chance in these industry, in this industry to to invest, you have an opportunity in this industry to invest in the next best, the next Kleenex of right. cannabis, right? Something that's going to be synonymous. And so, of course, that takes like, like happy monkey. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was <laughs> Right, but um, but I'm just saying, you do have the opportunity. So, if you have smaller amount of money, then you can participate in buying shares. Bam, we talked about that. 
other thing is, is that people of color, we need to understand that it is imperative for us to get into this market. But with this market, we have to we have to learn how to pool our experiences and our assets together for us to be able to win. So what does that look like? Look, if you got a big homie that's been growing since mm-hmm. the 70s or the 80s or the 90s or whatever and he's been able to do he's been able to grow but you know you got the money you got the funds don't be scared of this man oh i don't want him to get more money no y'all need to come together you need to come together and put your expertise together right you need we need to be able to be positioning ourselves yeah. where we are going to have i hear all the time it's people oh my cousin is a doctor he paid well your cousin is a doctor and he knows that there's medical research behind it you've been sitting up here growing since the 90s y'all look crazy if y'all don't come together and put something together so right. we got to be able to put together our assets and our experiences. Next thing is, is making sure that we're looking at if we don't have a whole lot of money, be, a long money, because we know that black and brown um, money have more short term money than our white counterparts do. Right. So we're more short term. They're more long term. But with that being said, look at those licenses that are low hanging fruit. Massachusetts has the delivery license. Uh, Michigan has the micro business license. Although these are not necessarily licenses that are going to create big wealth, but you can be able to create a a great income that you can be able to build and, and, and build from. Right. And be able to stay in the game and then be able to have multiple businesses in the industry. Nice. Nah, yeah, me and Ramon always talk about it, but, you know, it's good to hear it from somebody like you that has the financial expertise that you have because, you know, um, this is like a once-in-a-thousand-year opportunity to get in on something mm-hmm. like this when it's in its infancy on the ground floor, which, you know, I believe is going to change the world. And, um, you know, there's not many opportunities like that left for people from the bottom of economic society, people of color, etc. So it's like, you know, yeah. we're always trying to urge people to really, anything you do in life, if you want to get involved in this industry and you have any set of skills, it can be applied to here if you do your due diligence. Yeah. Yeah. Ancillary products are very, very important. Um, being ancillary. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that's another thing. If you are a web designer, you can participate in it. Um, and like us, I got an insurance company. You don't have to necessarily touch it. Um, I mean, there's so many different things that you could do. Now, um, um, I, I mean, there's nothing. <clears throat> after us just coming back oh, go from, ahead. Mm-hmm. from Michigan, um, mm-hmm. you know, and really seeing that, you know, that is the third biggest you know you know economy in the cannabis industry in the country has the potential to be even bigger what do you see what do you see like for the for the future over there as far as like the cannabis industry as, as it goes evolving because a lot of people don't know that we just learned this on our trip that the whole state isn't even wrecked. Only certain municipalities are. Some are mad, some are wrecked. When it fully goes over there, what are the full optimal potential you see is for the state? Um, as far as, okay, so make me understand just a little bit better what you're saying. You're saying, what are you, what do we feel like the full, I mean, there's, what what is the potential for the future? Yeah, yeah, because oh, the potential for the future. Well, so one of the things that I, 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 that as of right now, me holding as the chairwoman of the business development for the um, Michigan Marijuana Regulatory Agency, um, one of my uh, tasks is creating pathways to access the capital. What I will say is, is that our board of um, our director has, in my eyes, you know, been diligent. Um, at this time about creating racial equity. So there's a racial equity department um, that that oh, that we work alongside with. And uh, my subcommittee, our job is to create those pathways. What that means, and then also partnerships. There's, a, there's about five different subcommittees. I share that to say is that if done correctly, 
I think that Michigan can actually create a very viable program. We have looked at um, what has worked and hasn't worked in other states, such as California, uh, Colorado. Uh, Illinois started real, real good, and then they dropped the damn ball. But with this being said, I think that if done correctly, if racial equity programs have been are created, um, and they create, and, and I say this all the time, not a Section 8 check, for um for marijuana but viable ways to create generational wealth and there's a difference and so i tell i tell my committee all the time anytime you can continue to create unilateral relationships you create a platform for um for a victimized or predatory situations in short in life you either the hoe or you the pimp you need to decide which one you're going to be. So if the state can be able to create these pathways that we can be able to leverage ourselves and not give us bones or whatever, whatever, but um, things like the local stock exchange, things like partnering with major corporations, giving them incentives to be able to, to partner in the community, you know, holding their feet to the fire on different things that they'll be able to do. And we don't have a, um, a, a sharecroppers mentality. There's a whole lot of shit we can do. Words. Now, Simone, Words. I forgot to mention, aren't you the president for Minorities for Medical Marijuana in Michigan? Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. And big up to um, my mentor and the queen, Miss Roz McCarty. Yes, 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 Roz. What up, though? What, what up, up though? though? So I have to say, yes, that's probably one of um, one of my my best things that I get a chance to do is I get a chance to be the Michigan chapter president for MFMM and we've done a whole lot. We've participated in expungement programs. Um, we feed uh, the um, men in the exit program, which are men that are coming out of the local jails. Um, we feed them uh, for a holiday. What else do I do we do? So we do a whole lot of education. We have a boot camp that uh, Roz has uh, created and it's traveling all over in Michigan. We got next. So, you know, very, yeah. very excited about the education platform. And, and I love being the chapter president. Oh, uh, man, you, you, you're yeah, a renaissance woman, man. You're really putting on for the industry, for the culture, <laughs> for the state, everything, man. Now, I'm really interested to hear uh, your opinion because you are definitely an intellectual woman, man. And we ask every guest that ever comes on Happy Monkey, Simone, if you had to describe Happy Monkey, the movement, everything you've heard about it in one word, what would it be and why? Uh, for the culture. Why for the culture? Well, you know, one thing is that I think when I started out in cannabis, there was very, very few people that looked like me, right? Um, that were that were faces of cannabis, right? I think in the last, we probably have seen black cannabis or, you know, cannabis of in the last year or so, especially in Michigan. I'm going to tell you, y'all, when I first started, the caregivers, I had to have the Nation of Islam serve as my security. Them caregivers say, this black chick, we she don't want to do nothing but help the niggas and the corporate thugs. <laughs> My life would be threatened all the time, right? And they really, really did not want Black people in this space. A lot of the caregivers were actually, they were um, uh, growing it in, you know, RVs and trailer parks and all that other stuff. So when we when when I fast forward now and I look at the movement of, you know, African-Americans or people of color, period, we don't smoke any more or less marijuana than we, but we have to be able to share that there's a different type of culture. Before festivals and and, for, and weed used to look like, if you got one Bob Marley song, you was doing good, right? Mm-hmm. If you got one or two Bob Marley songs in, in Michigan, you were doing really good. So I love the fact that you guys are blending the culture, you're blending hip hop, you're letting people know that, hey, you know, we not only do we want to seat at the table in the legal marijuana but we want to do it our way so that's why i say y'all doing it for the culture ah thank you very much we appreciate you we appreciate you 
Simone, man, this has been uh, definitely so informative, so educational. You know, Absolutely. it's good for our people to know out there in Happy Monkey World that there's people like Simone that can help you, yes, guide yes. you to the promised land in this cannabis industry and in finance in general. We want to thank you for coming on here on the Boulevard with Ramon and Vlad. Mm -hmm. Now, before we go, we need you to tell all the people where they can find you and what should they expect for for the future 2021 as far as Simone Casson. Ah, what's up? Okay, so you can find me on everything. Everything is C, the letter C, and then C-I-M-O-N-E, C-A-S-S-O-N, which is C. Simone Kaysan. That's Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, Christian Mingle, Tinder. <laughs> LinkedIn, <laughs> all the good shit. Look, 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 one of my friends told me about another app. They say black. Anything that you looking for me on, look, black people meet. Anything that you yeah. looking for me on, <laughs> You're in the uh, building. Black Planet, it's always C. Simone Kside.com. Y'all can go to my website. Go there. You can um, check out where the classes and everything yes, is. Yes. Um, you can be able to get tips. You can join our newsletter, our money team. We also have an online community where we post up different um, um, investment opportunities, like different companies that are looking for investors and different other things that are going on there. So you can always go on there. Everything is on the website. If you are a cannabis business or if you're an insurance agent and you're looking for a J-O-B, what you can do is you can go to Canis Capital, which is C-A-N-N-A-S-C-A-P-I-T-A-L, CanisCapital.com, and that's our insurance agency. We insure everything from seed to sell, everything in between. If you are in Michigan, Illinois, or Massachusetts, we have everything from life insurance products, um, and we even, look, do y'all know I'm one of the few chicks that have, I even got a, y'all check this out. I have a product, a supplemental product that if you a heavy weed smoker and you can go into our network, you can get your weed for up to 50% off. It's a supplemental um, part A plan that you can pay uh, $24.95 a month. And then you, you go to the certain dispensaries, they're going to give you your weed for 50% off. She Just by having eyeglasses. It don't, it don't get no better than this, baby. It don't get no better than the this. The There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Simone yeah. came on the boulevard. She yeah. dropped jewels. We had fun. We financial. Had that, that, gave you a little bit of everything, love. ladies and gentlemen, out there in Happy Monkey World. We appreciate you, queen. Keep doing your thing. You know what I mean? Uh, we hope that, you know what I mean, you take it to as far as you can because, man, People need the information and we and need, we need more that black money. queens like you holding down the fort and bossing up the way you are. We appreciate you. Now, to everybody out Thank there. Thank you so much. To everybody out there, we know that it's been a tough year. Yes, yes, yes. But it you got to remember, you're too, too blessed, blessed to be stressed. stressed. Things will get greater later. For now, checking out Vlad, Simone, Ramon to the next episode. Peace, love, and, and happiness. happiness. What's good, everybody? This is your nigga, Ralph, trying to keep you fresh with the info from Happy Monkey. Every single podcast, you already know what it is. If you haven't followed us yet, follow us on Instagram at happymonkey underscore or happymonkeygoodies. Now, remember, that's monkey with a U. Also, if you haven't checked us out, we're on YouTube. So check out our channel, Happy Monkey TV. Keep us current, live, and everything with the culture.